Um, so my message today is, is quite brief. Um, like and it comes from Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 33 in the message version. And it says this. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It is a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear, don't run from trouble, take it full face. The worst is never the worst. Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. If he works severely, he also works tenderly. His stockpiles of loyal love are immense. He takes no pleasure in making life hard, in throwing roadblocks in the way. So there's a bit of a tradition throughout scripture of lament of essentially crying out to God. And so whether it's uh, the prophets or the psalmists or the kings or entire nations or uh, individuals, whether they be outcasts or the lost or the downtrodden, there's this tradition of lament and crying out. And to me, um, I think that's important. I think it's important that we find that in Scripture, that Scripture doesn't really kind of shy away from... Uh, posing difficult questions and, and scripture doesn't shy away from lament and uh, even often leaving difficult questions unanswered. Um, and if we're honest, I think there's plenty to kind of cry out to God about. Um, poverty and war and violence and uh, the lack of political will to address issues such as climate change and, and gender inequality and uh, indigenous recognition and, and treaty. Um, and a lot of those injustices and, and inequities um, aren't often rational. They kind of don't make sense. And they're certainly not easily rationalised. So uh, unless we want to be trite or unless we want to be kind of dismissive or offer platitudes to people. And so in the face of injustice, there's often an absence of reason. And we often get nervous about this in modern Christianity. We, we, we don't seem to be very good at unknowns or uncertainty. There's this sense that we have to have all the answers, even if that answer is just have faith. And this passage in Lamentations uh, sits amidst this book of profound grief and deep mourning. It's basically a funeral dirge and the tone is absolutely bleak throughout. God does not speak. Uh, the degree of suffering is kind of presented as somewhat undeserved. And any expectations of future redemption are kind of pretty minimal. But they're kind of in the middle of this chapter, in chapter 3, there's this glimmer of hope. And what is that hope? Uh, coming back to modern Christianity, that hope is often proposed as an internal disembodied heaven. Uh, it's proposed as escaping this world, as it proposed as escaping this mortal shell, as, um, what's the phrase, pie in the sky when we die. But there's none of that to be found in the Book of Lamentations. And actually, 
if we take scripture properly, there's actually nothing of that to be found in the Hebrew prophets. There's none of that to be even found amongst the Christian apostles. Central to Christian theology is not a disembodied soul, but the resurrection of the body and of the renewal of all things and of heaven on earth. And so the eternal life that the New Testament speaks of is not uh, the immortality of the soul through the popular lens of this kind of harps and uh, clouds, angelic existence. Um, When Jesus and the apostles speak of eternal life, they're speaking of a resurrected life, of a fully embodied physical life and we're essentially assured that every good thing that we do now will somehow carry over into the resurrection into the new creation now i'm not here to kind of posit how that works this evening Uh, kevin posted some really great pdfs uh, on the topic of heaven and hell and and lily's going to kind of lead a bit of a conversation around that next week so what i just want to kind of dwell on briefly this evening is where we find our solace and our hope amidst the struggle of life. And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I think that my hope should be found not so much in escape, uh, but in renewal. And the author of Lamentations writes that the love and the mercies of God never cease, never come to an end, and rather that they are new every single morning. And I think for me, that's kind of where my hope lies in unending mercy, in uh, unceasing love, in these kind of cycles and rhythms of renewal that kind of occur with the consistency of the rising sun. My, my hope is found uh, in the mystery of being human, uh, not as a cherub, not as an angel, uh, not as a disembodied soul, but in, in witnessing and feeling the sun on my face and the breeze on my skin and uh, the mud between my toes in kind of tasting and experiencing food and human contact and laughter in watching my kids grow up in uh, enjoying the diversity of the seasons in in being amongst friends and engaging in community and so I think that there is a lot to be said for imperfection and for really kind of holding on to this sense that amidst grief and amidst struggle and amidst lament, hope is found in love and in mercy and in renewal. Amen. Amen. Jesus, I thank you for humanity. I thank you that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us. And I pray that amidst uh, the broken imperfection of our lives and, and amidst what it means to be human, that we would find community and that we would find love and that we would find mercy and renewal.